0: I think during a long time, to make films about women was easier for me because I had more distance with myself. You know, to make a film about myself was complex during a very long time. And now I think I have a new maturity. I don't know, I'm more an adult and it's easier for me to speak about men. During a long time, it was easier because with women I had more distance and I had the feeling to be more lucid about the characters and maybe I had more pleasure too. Now things have changed, and for me, it was a real pleasure to work with actors. But because during a very long time, I had the feeling actors were stupid. Actresses were more clever and funnier and able to take more risk
1: and danger. Few filmmakers working today can boast a catalogue as rich and varied as Francois Ozon. The French director attracted international acclaim for his 2002 musical comedy-drama Eight Women, starring Catherine Deneuve and Isabelle Huppert, among many others, and Swimming Pool, starring Charlotte Rampling the following year. Never one to shy away from stirring the pot when it comes to what's decent and tasteful. 2017's outrageous Le Monteuble saw him dabble in the world of psychosexual thrillers, which he had great fun adapting from a short story by Joyce Carol Oates. With his latest film, By the Grace of God, Ozon again takes those who know his work into new territory, a painstakingly true account of the trauma a group of sexual abuse survivors are forced to endure when seeking justice from the church. Ozon's tender treatment of the story proves yet again that he's a remarkably original talent. I'm Ben Ryland, and I'm pleased to say that I spoke to Francois Ozon here at Midori House for The Big Interview. Francois, we've spoken a couple of times now. It's a pleasure to have you back at at Monocle again. Thank Thank you. you. Look, it is tempting to start by remarking on how different all of your films are. And I think when I look at your films, I often think it's fun to try and spot the similarities between them. If I were to pick out one similarity just to begin with, it would be secrets. You often secrets. Like secrets, I think. Oh, you often that's... like to, to take a bit of a, a prod at people's secrets and how they, how they handle their secrets in, in different ways. Is that, is that fair to say? If you feel that...
0: You are sure right, you know. For me, I don't analyze so much my films. I have to promote my films, of course, so I have to speak about them. But once the promotion is over, I turn the page very easily. I'm a very bad father with my children. You know, each film is a new challenge, it's a new story, and each time I need something new, something different. So I try to experiment something new. I'm not this kind of French director who analyze or intellectualize a lot their work. Not so much. <laughs> I should maybe, huh? maybe it's a mistake, but I prefer to make films and to work. Whether to, to explain or to, to
1: analyze too to, to, to much my films. My That's interesting. I, I think a lot of people tend to, even if they won't admit it, will like to revel in the analyzing of their own product. Even if you don't like to analyze your own product, do you still sometimes read the... Analysis of others.
0: Yes, films. yes, sometimes it's very interesting. I'm always touched, but actually, the, the best critics for me are the children. I love when a child speaks about my films because they have another, an, totally other view. You know, they are more innocent, you know, because I'm sure as a critic you are not an innocent guy, but the children are very open minded and sometimes they are focused on things very special, you know, for them. And I have the feeling they are more able to to tell things about themselves. That's what interests me. You know, to hear what touched them and why they were touched by such things in the film.
1: But then what happens if they don't like your film? I mean, a child is going to be very, very honest, aren't they? Yes, but I like that. (laughs) What I don't like is indifference. Do you say that in English?
0: Indifference? Hate or love, it's okay, but indifference, it's. And with children, it's never indifference. I can't
1: show all my
0: films to children. That's the problem. Some of them
1: are not for them at all. (laughs) Well, speaking of one of those films that's not for children, Double Lover, definitely not for children, I would say, though I enjoyed it very, very much. It was very much about secrets and inventing one's own version of reality. If we were to talk about what the art of filmmaking is to you, what it it means to you to be able to create a a universe from scratch, I suppose, does that go some way to explaining what it's like for you as a process inventing a new reality where you can pull the strings in any direction that you like?
0: Which interests me is to tell stories. So I try to find the best way to tell the story and to touch people, to make some connection between the audience and, and the story I'm telling. So that's what I'm working on. After, for some films, you have to create a universe around the story. And sometimes you just have to use the reality. So for each film, it's different. For, for the case of my last film, By the Grace of God, I try to be the most close to the reality. And to be honest, because it was about a real person, so I had to to be close to them, to, to make some interview, to be sure they won't be betrayed by my film. And uh, when I made some film like Double Lover, actually, I, I create all the world around the, the characters. You know, I'm more in the world of fiction. So each time it's, it's different for me.
1: Certainly with your latest film, By the Grace of God, I think it gives new meaning to this idea of straight from the headlines because quite literally when you were making the film, the real situation at the centre of the film was still playing out. And I suppose it does make it more topical than most films. Why did you choose to make the film knowing that at the end of production there may not be any kind of resolution for you to complete it with? The resolution is not important. It's the journey which is important. For me,
0: when I discovered the testimonies of the victims of abuse when they were a child, I was very touched, especially by the character of Alexandre, who is very Catholic and who had a big fight in the Catholic Church in Lyon. I just wanted to meet these people. So I met them and I was so touched and I liked them so much that I wanted to make first a documentary about them. But they were so disappointed because I realized they knew I was a fiction director. So they were waiting for me a kind of French spotlight. And I realized, bo oh, I'm going to, to make a fiction for them. And actually, it's what I'm I'm used to doing. So So I did it. But I wanted to be close the most possible to the reality. But at the same time, when I wrote the script, I didn't give give the script to the victims. I decided to work with the actor like it was a fiction.
1: It was a new challenge for me because I had never done something like that before. And certainly the having your central protagonists, people who were at least based on real life people, yes. does that carry an extra degree of weight responsibility for you as it's a filmmaker? It's a big
0: responsibility, that's true, but... When you love people, you know you try to to be to be the more honest and to to show how much they are strong. And I wanted to to make them like heroes, like American heroes, you know, like in the Capra movie when you are alone against the, the institution, like David against Goliath, you know, something like that. So I wanted to I wanted to, to tell the story from the, their perspective, and because I respect their fight. I had the feeling the fact to be close to them would be good for the film. When they discovered the film, it was very disturbing because usually when you you see a biopic about yourself or something like that, it's a question of time, you know. But for them, it was very bizarre because it was two years ago, you know. I tell a story which happened in 2014. So it was quite complex for them to have the wide distance to to be
1: able to watch their own story. Stylistically, it does bring to mind Spotlight, which of course told the story from the American side of things. But there are some very clear differences here, a lot of them, in fact. And and I think one key difference is that unlike Spotlight, this is not a journalism story. Exactly. In fact, it feels as if these people have in some ways been abandoned by the craft of, of journalism, because there does seem to be a curious absence of people who are willing to tell this story.
0: It's not against the journalist, I think. But I think the the journalist didn't know because, you know, all the story happened in Lyon, which is a very Catholic city and it's a very bourgeois city in which there are a lot of secrets. That's what you, you said. And actually, the journalist did nothing about that because nobody talked before. And Alexandre is the first one who decided to talk openly out of the church you know because after everything was were, happened in the church so there was no journalist who came in the church to, to to denounce the facts but that's true my film is not from the point of view of the journalists but from the victims they do the fight in spotlight the journalists make the job but in the case of my film the
1: the survivors are already making the job it does also tap into something else that I think is a running theme in a lot of your films, and that is this idea of what, of what makes a family. In some ways, the absence of anyone who can tell the story of these people is what sort of brings them together. And in some ways, they go about making themselves their own little family, don't they? They connect with each other.
0: Yes, when you are abused as a child, you think you are the only one. And when you discover suddenly there are some other people who were hurt like you, you decide to make a fight together and you become very powerful. And that's what I discover with this story. And it's very strong because first, Alexandre thinks he's alone. And when suddenly he realize there are so many other children who were abused by this priest... They try to find all the other victims, and they try to make a, an association to fight together. To, because when someone is able to talk, some other people are able to, to talk.
1: It's like a relay race, you know, between the the different characters of the film. Just talking about that idea of journalism we mentioned slightly earlier. Filmmaking isn't often seen as the same as, as journalism, is it? I mean, these are very different mediums. Filmmaking is about making people feel emotions and journalism is about relaying a set of facts. Do you think we tend to underestimate the power of filmmaking to get across a story like this, though? Because it is relaying a set of facts, but it has that added weight in that it's making us understand how being in this situation also feels. That's the power of
0: cinema. (laughs) And I realized, you know, because there is no discovery in my film about the facts, you know. All you have in the film was already in the newspaper, in the magazine, in the books. There is no surprise. But everybody in the church were afraid of a film because a film is more powerful in terms of emotions, in terms of identification. That's why I had some trials against the film. People try to, to stop the release of the film in France because... And, and they did nothing for the books or the, the articles of the journalists before, and it was exactly the same story. That's why I realize how much people are afraid of cinema, and I realize I have a big responsibility because cinema is a real. We know that for a long time there is a, a power of propaganda, but even of, uh, in the case of my film, I think it's not a propaganda film, but it's a film which allows you to understand more deeply. The emotions and how much child abused is a ticking time bomb, you know, for all the family, all the people around you are damaged when you're abused. And it was important to show that because usually you don't see this kind of story from this perspective, especially in the newspaper.
1: It must have been quite confronting. I mean, the the power of the church as an institution is, of course, chief amongst the reasons for why these sorts of things remain secrets hmm. for so long and are suppressed for so long. It must have been quite confronting for you to know that you were going up against this organization as well.
0: I didn't realize that before making the film. Actually, I was very innocent and naive. That's why I used the real names of all the protagonists. And I realized after with my producer, it was maybe a mistake. But at the same time, I wanted to be honest, to be clear. You know, all the names were already in the press. So I didn't want to change the, the name of the cardinal Barbarin for Baratin, you know, baratin is a cake in France, so it would have been totally stupid. So I decided to keep the real names, but I realized it was dangerous. But we, we did it, and at the end, the film was released, and it was a big success in France. So I'm, I'm happy. But it was a big fight, actually, not to make the film, but to
1: release the film. The reaction to the film was, was no doubt, part. Uh, must have played a larger part than, I think, the reaction to most of your other films, given the weight of what this film is representing. How was that for you when it finally did reach the public? Did it create the sort of reaction that you expected? It was quite strange
0: because before the release, I was like the devil, you know, making this film. And once people saw the film they realized the film was very fair with the situation. And because the film is on the perspective of the victims, you know, they couldn't really attack the film because it's, the, you know, about Prenna and Barbarin, you, you see what everybody knew. But about the victims, you didn't know how it did affect them in their private life. So... It's funny because before for the church I was like the devil and now the film is released, I'm like a saint because they use my film to educate the new priest, you know, to, to understand how much pedophilia can be a crime and dangerous and everything. So it's, it's quite paradoxal.
1: But at the end, the Catholics were my first audiences. Is there something to be said about what people might expect? from your films. I mean, I know I started earlier by saying that you are responsible for quite a varied palette of different styles of films, but this film, I think, must have surprised people a little bit more than some of the others. Is that something you like to play with, with this expectation of what people expect from François Ozon?
0: I don't ask me these kind of questions, but... I wanted to say as a child, I like to play, but uh, you know, as a director, I like to play and I like to play different games. When I make an erotic thriller, I want after not to repeat myself, to, to try something new, to go in another direction, to have new challenges. As a cinephile, I like different kinds of movies, so I'm not obsessed with the same style. Actually, I try each time to find a story which touches me and I try to, to find the best way to tell this story and to have the feeling not to repeat myself that's very important for me and in the case of this film it was it was very new but sometimes I realized there are some links with my other films or there are some scenes I have the feeling to have already shoot. But in the case of this film, not so much. So it was nice.
1: So many of your films, and this film, of course, by the grace of God, is the exception to this rule. But so many of your other films seem to focus a lot on on women. And I do think that there is a situation, I think, sometimes where women can be in danger of stealing the show in your films in the best possible way, of course. I'm tempted to bring up eight women, though in that case, it would be an ensemble of various different women Mm. all stealing the show from each other. Is there something about the the female character that particularly interests you because you do seem to have a skill for getting inside the heads of of women on screen? I
0: think during a long time uh, to make films about women was easier for me because I had more distance with myself. You know, to make a film about myself was complex during a very long time. And now I think I have a new maturity, I don't know, I'm more an adult and it's easier for me to speak about men. During a long time it was easier because with women I had more distance and I had the feeling to be more lucid about the characters and maybe I had more pleasure too to work with women. Now, things have changed, and for me, it was a real pleasure to work with actors. After, you have to choose the right actors for, for the film, but because very during a very long time, I had the feeling actors were stupid. I love actresses. I think actresses were more clever and funnier and able to take more risk and danger. And I realized, actually, the actors I like very often are like actresses, and it's the case of Melville Poupeau, Denis Menochet, and Swan Arlo in, in the last film. They accept to be watched by a man, you know, and there are many macho <laughs> among the French actors, and they have always a, there is always a kind of w- rivalities with the director. But with these young actors, it was, it
1: was OK. I mean, there is a long history of gay people in particular, relating more to female characters isn't there because we had no choice you know when we were young we had no
0: gay movies so we had to to identify sometimes to the men sometimes to the woman we had no and very often more to the woman you know when we saw gun to the wind we (laughs) identify to scarlett more than to red (laughs) butler but things are changing i think
1: Does that tap into this idea of the history of gay men having deep, long-lasting friendships with women as well, though, isn't there? Because it's not just that there was a lack of representation of gay people Mm -hmm. in cinema. It was also that there is this cultural phenomena of gay men relating more to a female experience, perhaps because, I suppose, women have also been the exception to the dominant rule.
0: Yes, of course. Of course. Women are more victims, in our society, things are changing, hopefully. But uh, during a long time, especially in the in the fifties or the forties, the character of women are victims of the society. They don't have the same place than men. So for the gay, maybe it's easier to to identify to them to their fight
1: to uh, to find a place in the society. Tell me about where you think the art of filmmaking is at the moment, because we are at a strange place in time where. Mm. The definition of what constitutes cinema seems to be more up for debate now than it ever has been before. Cinema, regardless of what you thought made a good film, has always been something that plays on a big screen. And maybe you can watch it at home later, but generally Mm -hmm. there was an agreed upon definition. Not so much anymore.
0: Uh, yes, there is a kind of revolution with the series. I think it comes really from Hollywood. you know the fact all the best writers are not working for cinema anymore, but for television and for very good series. I think it's changing totally the way of of working for the cinema, and uh, you realize all the young audiences don't go to cinema anymore. they prefer to watch series or film on their telephone on on the net. So we have to adapt. Herself and for me, the cinema is still the best place to make good things because there are a lot of series I like. There are many, many shows I watch, but I think each time I have the feeling the question of time. It's not good to tell a story. I think two hours or one hour and thirty minutes is the best way to focus and to concentrate the audience on a story. It's still the 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 best shape to tell a story. The best things I see, especially in the English cinema or the English series, come from the series more than from the cinema.
1: Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Because often when you look at what the rise of this so-called binge-watching has done to people, the, the greater variety of products that are available, that greater democratisation of the content that's available to people has also meant that there's much more being made. And so we were talking a little bit earlier about the absence of representation of gay people in cinema. Now that does seem to be less of a problem, largely because there's simply much more content being made. Does that ultimately lead to a, a better tapestry of stories that are being told?
0: I don't know. Maybe,
1: yes. Well, your films are often the kinds of films one might see playing at some of the, the the very best film festivals around the world. Whereas I think for a lot of people who might be going out to see a film down at their local multiplex, you know, in the middle of America somewhere, the variety that's been available to the most number of people yes. has often been a little bit lacking. That has certainly changed now with the delivery of a lot of films. Now it's quite easy to come across the, the work of Francois Ozon. Via some online mechanism. Do you think so? Oh, absolutely. Don't you think that your films are much more available now than they were before streaming was was? Uh, Maybe
0: with streaming, not with in the cinemas. That's maybe the problem. I prefer my people watch my film in cinemas rather on their telephone. But yes, maybe I don't. I. I think it's more and more difficult for foreign movies, especially in America, to be released and people don't want to see films with subtitles. I don't have the feeling it's so easy. I have more the feeling there is a kind of formatting, stories, and of course, people who want to see my films, they will be able to to watch them, but I don't have the feeling there is more and more place for for different voices and, and foreign movies. And especially French movies, it's more and more difficult.
1: Is it fair to say that Francois Ozon is a bit of a purist when it comes to the art of, of cinema? Are you someone who believes that the very best way to see a film is to see it on a big screen and that there's really no room to move in that role? For me, the best way to watch a film is
0: to watch the film in a big cinema. But I can understand there are some other places. You know, when I was young, I discovered many masterpieces on television. And I loved the film, so it's not a question of the media. It's just a question of be too interested. And when a film is good, you can watch it on your telephone too. But I think the experience of the cinema altogether, the, the big room... It's something... I don't want to be nostalgic of that, you know. I, I still want to go to the cinema and to, to watch a film among people and to share this experience. I think it's something very powerful. We have old memories of films we saw with someone, you know, and uh, I think it's, it's important. It's part of the process of, uh, of being a cinephile. But of course, I see there are new ways of being a cinephile today, but
1: I have this nostalgia of that. That's actually one thing that I think is sadly lacking today is that ability to discover something new. I know that you just said you don't want to be nostalgic if you'll indulge me just for a moment. If we were to look at the young Francois Ozon, what were some of the some of the things that you were discovering as a youngster that perhaps planted the seed in Ozon to become the filmmaker he is now?
0: I think I was very lucky to know very early what I wanted to make when I discover the super-8 camera of my father and I decided to use it and to make some small films during holidays and with my brother, with my sister, some small stories, some short films. Suddenly, I had found my place, you know. I knew it was my language in a certain way. So I was 16 and at this moment, it became obvious for me to do that. Before, I didn't know if I wanted to become an actor, if I wanted to be a painter. Or I wanted to make something artistic as a child. I knew that was interest me. But when I began to, to make some short films, I knew exactly it was what I wanted to, to make.
1: Were you in an environment that was quite welcoming to someone who wanted to choose a creative career? I mean, is there something specific about French culture, perhaps, where this is seen as something that is a viable career Mm. option, maybe compared to, I don't know, someone growing up in Idaho? Maybe <laughs> my parents were teachers, you know, so they
0: were not artists. But my parents accepted me to read all the books I wanted. They had a big library and I, they said, if you want to read that, you, you can choose the book you want. Nothing was forbidden. So it was important. And I was in this culture environment. I remember I, I, I made a short film with my brother who killed all the family. And I asked my parents to, to be in the film, you know, to be killed by my brother. My parents were very philosophic because they said, OK, we do that in the film like that. We know we, you won't do that in the reality. So that means everything was possible in movies you know in making films so for me it was important like that I knew I won't become a murderer you know I will make films and I will kill all the people I want in films
1: (laughs) François thank you so much thank you My thanks to Francois Ozon. By the Grace of God is out now in cinemas in the UK and the US, with Finland, Denmark and Norway to follow soon. The Big Interview is produced and edited by Jolene Goffan. I'm Ben Ryland. Thank you very much for listening.